Welcome to Throb, the reality of business podcast. Real business chat from real people without the shiny veneer of gurus anywhere near it. Uh, with your hosts, Bertie Cordingly and Paul Chapman, and maybe some guests along the route, we'll talk about our experiences of running business, helping others run a business, and sharing real stories based on real experience. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everyone. All right? Hello. Well, good day. Hello. Uh, Whatever we're saying. Well, it is the morning, isn't it, anyway? I think so. Yeah, yeah, It's good. It's good. It's another gorgeous day here at um, Cordingly Towers. Cord- yeah, that's it. Back in the studio live. Recording another episode. Why do we sound so defeated? <laughs> I think that sounds... Another day. That sounds a bit like a, like a 19... Uh, like in 50s in DIM. Uh, private Inspector. Accordingly Towers. Accordingly Tower, yeah. Another mystery solved. I think that's Accordingly what. Towers. I might change the name of the house. Uh, I'll start with you with your posh. I've got... This tells you everything you need to know, Listler. I am here <laughs> with a pad and a pen. Uh, and Bertie is there with a iPad and a fancy digital pen. A digi- it's an Apple pencil. An cool. Apple pencil. You need to know the terminology of these things. I really don't. <laughs> Good. How are you though, mate? You good? I'm very well. A little bit tired, a little bit tired, a little bit hungover. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Monday. Welcome to Monday indeed. Yeah, big, big weekend. But but hey ho, we're here and we're back. Um, yes, it's a nice, easy day of recording today. Tremendous. So. Tremendous. Come on then, Paul. You must, have, you must have some stories. I can't tell any of mine because uh, they're not safe. No. For work, I don't. I don't think we should discuss your weekend. Uh, well, I was going to start with interestingly, uh, and then I worked out I might be playing a little fast and loose with the okay. word interestingly. Uh, two things to uh, to come back on. One very short. Um, I did get an email. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, here we go. Uh, I did get an email from a built-on company saying you've not bought from us. Shut up. I, was just, I mean, clearly they listened to the podcast. And clearly, without question, they listened and thought we have dropped a massive meaty ball here. Um, so uh, so that was good, and I bought. Even though I know what's going on, I, 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 don't, I don't think I bought because of my... Somebody called it a rant the other day. But, well, somebody, somebody had the, the, the cheek to suggest I was ranting. It was a little bit, yeah. I think <laughs> it was a, a middle class rant. rant. It was a very middle class rant. Anyway, that was interesting. And again, it just shows, dear listener, go back to people that haven't bought... Just go and ask them to buy again. They did and I did. And, you know, it's not like kind of linked to the conversation. Anyway, so there's that part of it. Um, but do you remember you remember your bike shop? I did, my, yes. Well, not my bike yeah. shop, but the bike shop we spoke the about. The bike shop with the... Season with the, 2, episode 1. Yeah, have a listen. <laughs> well, I went in the other day. So I had, I had a bit of time. Was the bouncer nothing. there? The bouncer was not there. there really? Was a, there was a very, very small person there, but I don't think... At the um, door? No. No, no. I, I could literally walk in of my own volition. Mm, uh, it's interesting. Maybe they've listened to the podcast too. <laughs> Maybe maybe we are, we are now spreading through the world. Anyway, because this, this really really interested me because as you know, um, I'm a big biker. Yep, bikeist. Love riding my bike. I was really interested cyclist. by this. There's another. What, what is that? What you call? Uh, a cyclist. I don't is know. Why it, I said bikeist. Uh, bikeist biker. Okay. I think always think bikers like more motorbikey. There's another term isn't there, that I keep seeing. What is yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Wankers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Well done. Anyway, so, have you been planning that joke for a no, while? No, no, just it just it just came. Good. Just came to me again. Um, yeah, I obviously like biker. I think is like most bike. I mean, I do have a Vespa. Uh, I do have a Lambretta. Um, right. I did. I did have a Vespa for a while. Anyway, I've got a Lambretta. Doesn't matter. Anyway, back on track. So I was really interested by the shop because I didn't. I just didn't get it. I didn't understand why a shop like that was where it was. So I kind of I went in to have a look, and they have got some like stunning bikes. There. And right. even I'm standing, like, it's. 
it's odd because it's not a bike shop because there's no bike stuff. There are bikes, but like bike shops pull people in with, you know, like all the other shops, you know, kind of tyres and clothing and shoes and all this kind of stuff. Pedals, horns, well done. Bells, you have a bell? Brilliant. Yes, and a basket. Right. You're really on fire, aren't you? I am. Yeah, you practice. Anyway, and and even when I'm in there kind of looking around thinking, it's some beautiful bikes. I'm like, I don't really... I saw, it just didn't make sense somehow. And then this guy, and I think it would be fair to call him a non-cyclist. Right. This bloke just... What walked, gave you that impression? Well, he just... I don't know. I, maybe that's really unfair, but... Well, he just didn't look like a cyclist. Now, I, like, some of the bike shops that I kind of spend a lot of time at, you, you see people. You, there's all like a... Everyone's very different, but there's all like a... Like, they sort of look sort of similar. They sort of... How they kind of interact with the kind of the bikes, etc. Anyway, so this guy literally a bit like up themselves, really. So what, I mean, what is wrong with you? Right. Well, no drinking on a Sunday listen, night. If just, we're it's, doing this. Like, it's just a bit. What's the word for them? You know, like I mean, you are a special breed, aren't you, cyclists? Like, like are we? Yes. Like you know, just the way you just cycle about and own the road and just group up in these big huddles. Like, just you know, I mean, you get a bad rap, don't you? But like I'm, I mean, the other day, right? I was driving because that, you know, in a car, like what, destroying the planet? Okay, no, yes. Yeah, anyway, listening. driving in my car. Yes. And uh, and a cyclist. So I was coming into a major road to turn left into it, and he was coming off the major road to turn in, into my road, and can but like not even cut a little bit of the white line. Completely went on the wrong side of the road. Right, completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now I'm tarring all cyclists with the same brush. But, you know, like, in his lycra... And the way that he looked at me and started flagging me off, like, I'd done something wrong. Like, what a fucking prick. Like, and he's just there, just like, oh, the, I'll do whatever I want. Like, you absolute arsehole. Like, I had to, like, physically break... Um, I suppose, what, mentally breaking? Well, you know, like I had to, I had to stop the car Good just, Lord. just so he could do whatever, whatever he wanted. I mean, but it's not just him, is it? Like that's anyway. Anyway, Good. carry on. Should we take these bits? Out? I think we can probably take, <laughs> take a big chunk of this out. Actually, anyway, look to go back to it because what it struck me because when I was in this guy didn't necessarily look like a cyclist. Turns out he wasn't a cyclist. Right. So he said to the um, one of the guys, one of the kind of assistants in the shop, did he use his manners? Did he use his manners? Did, yes. Was it was he like polite? Well, there you go. But well, that's a sure sign he wasn't a cyclist, then, isn't it? <laughs> Literally, no one likes you. Uh, both emails we've had in about this podcast. <laughs> no one, no one likes you. Anyway, excuse, excuse me, sir. May I have a look at a bike? You're not a cyclist. Stop it. Stop the words. Okay. Stop. Stop. Right, no more on. drinking on a Sunday night. Right. So basically, so this guy comes in and he says, "My friend wants to go cycling with me, so I need a couple of bikes." I need it one for one for on the road and one for off the road. And in about twenty minutes later, this guy had walked out spending around six grand Jesus. on two bikes. And that's when it kind of made sense because you think you've got this shop, it's like you said before, it is very Apple set up. It's yeah. beautiful bikes. The tech in there is very interesting, so you can design your own bikes, it's all very that. And it struck me this is not a bike shop for cyclists. This is a bike shop, effectively, for non-cyclists. This person, again, I don't know, but go with me here. This person wants to cycle. His mate wants him to buy some bikes. He doesn't probably know about, like, bike shops. And that's really... You know, you know mm-hmm. like, the little, kind of, that, you know, that real, kind of, purist bike shop. He probably doesn't know those. He might know of a Halfords, but that's not his, tar- that's not his market, because he's got money to spend on this. And it just struck me. This place here, it's not 
I don't think a bike shop for cyclists. It's a bike shop for non-cyclists, people who want to buy a bike. So they go to a shopping center or they see it in this shopping center. They see these beautiful bikes set out in the right way. And it just really kind of struck me. Ah, of course, this makes sense, particularly at the moment. You know, there is a big shortage of bikes. Lots of the big bike shops have very little in. This is a, quite a small shop. There are plenty of bikes in there. There's a, there's a range of bikes in there. And it just kind of made me think, ah, I kind of get it here. You know, people, this is almost like, like a bike as a product, whereas the bike, of course the bike is a product to me, but it's more than that. And all the kind of, you know, kind of hilarity that can kind of ensue with this, it is more, more than that. Whereas this is for people that just want to buy a bike. Right. They don't want the stuff, that are, and, and therefore they can buy a nice high-end bike. Like, to be able to walk in off the street and spend six grand on a bike, and it just made me think, ah, what they've got here, whilst it felt weird to begin with, this is, and I think you and I talked about this, are you in the right place for your customers? Mm. And actually, for the bikes they're selling, you know, it is, and you know, let's, we won't go into it too much because that's not fair on the front of the brand, but you know, the bikes they're selling and the level of spend and all that kind of stuff, it is exactly the right place for that people to walk past and go, ooh, I might buy a bike. Whereas someone like me who's a cyclist will have spent the last 27 years of their life working out what cog they want on that bike. Yeah. You know, and again, it's just, again, I, I have played fast and loose with the word interesting, but it makes me think that, look, are you in the position where you're, the people you want to be seen by can see you? And again, we, you know, I, I always rant at networking, but so many people say they want one thing they go to a and then they go to a, like a networking scenario that those people are never there mm. you know and it is it's it's like um you know if you, you know, if, if i really wanted to get kind of high high net worth individuals well you might advertise in the in flight book for private jets or you know it, it's that kind of you know kind of first class travel and you think look you know where are you where are the people you really want to buy from you where are they and then how do you enter into that world i see okay so I mean, yeah, so just going back to the bike shop then. So, I mean, so being a cyclist, because I am interested in this side of things. So being a cyclist, would you look at those bikes and think, I would have one of those? Or does that, I mean, forget the price for... Yeah, 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 yeah beautiful bikes. And, you know, it's, it's a great business. It, it's a great company. And I know the bikes quite well. It was more the setup of it that surprised me. Like bike shops have everything, you know, have all the other stuff and it's kind of part of it. This was only bikes, no helmets, no shoes, no tires. There's nothing there. It's literally the bike as a standalone product. Right. And I'm sure there will be some cyclists that will go in there. And I, I could be way, way off the mark there, but it was literally this guy that had come in and said, effectively, I'm not a cyclist. My mate wants me to go cycling. He says, I need to do road stuff. I don't want to do some off-road stuff. And to walk out kind of six grand lighter, mm. that's kind of mad, really. And it just thought, ah, that's why a shop that... That shop is in that position with the stock that they've got, how that looks, and it makes such a big difference. Yeah, you know, it isn't, you know, I, I don't think a normal bike shop in that place would work as well because it's not, it isn't the kind of the aspirational stuff. It, it was just really interesting the fact that actually, you know, you have got these products set out in this way with that sort of lighting. You can go in and each bike's got a screen next to it. So, you know, this isn't about the minutiae of what sort of cogs, what sort of wheels, what sort of stuff. There is that, you know, is that I want blue one, I want this kind of frame finish, I want this. And it, it just makes that into a a place where it is more attractive, maybe, for the non-cyclist or the non-kind of 
anal cyclist like you know me. Excuse me. <laughs> so close. <laughs> You'd have thought after last week's uh, last week's comment, but does that make any sense, mate? Do you it, yeah, kind of get where I'm going here? It does. Not, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm almost sad I haven't been. I'm, I'm going to go and have a look at this shop because I'm all for people. They won't let you in. <laughs> but I'm a non-cyclist, so I'm their target customer. I'm all up for people doing things differently, and I think you know with things like bike shops as an example like you know like i suppose if you were to open a bike shop you would naturally think right well of course you know we have to sell helmets reflective things yeah. bells whistles yeah, yeah. whatever you know the, the the things that people clamp onto a bike but actually i suppose i mean you know we don't know how successful or whatever that how, how they're doing but it you don't have to do that you can do things differently and attract a completely different audience you know we spoke about apple and things before when I have the Apple versus PC debate, which I don't even get into them anymore, but, you know, sort of back in the day when it's like, oh, you know, PCs are better, you can't do this with Apple, you can't upgrade them, you can't change the RAM, you can't do mm. all of this stuff. It's like, well, that's kind of the point. Like, it's now, it's just a very... If I was going to recommend a computer to anybody, it would be... I, well, depending, I would ask a few questions, but generally my first answer would be a Mac, possibly a Chromebook. Windows, like, would be bottom of the list. Yeah. Unless really something really, really Windows-specific. Because it just you just get it, and it works straight away. You don't have to worry about so many other things. It's just simple. I think Apple have really nailed that, and it sounds like this bike shop has as well. But it's not really targeting, as you say, those traditional cyclists, because they will... Pro- and that's why I asked, you know, did you like the bikes in there? Because they might sort of scoff at them and say, oh, you can get that spec at half the price if I build it myself or do you see where yeah. I'm going with this yeah. in the same way you can like but you're not comparing apples to apples like when people compare like a, a new Mac to a new PC it's very different when everything has been built specifically to work together and that's possibly what it is in the, with these yeah. bikes you might rule over a new cog for your bike yeah um and this bike might have have a very different setup, but together those things work really well. And if I was buying a bike, yeah. that's what I would want. Yeah, and I think it's it's a really interesting point there. So actually, it's the experience of doing it. The experience for me of buying a bike. You know, there is you know my bike is astonishing. It's actually kind of in the grand scheme of thing. It's pretty cheap, but you know I went out on Tuesday, did a hundred miles on it. It just does everything. I have done everything. I've done like 200 miles in a day. I've done off-roading. I've done overnight. I've packed it up and kind of, you know, kind of tented around. It's like, it does everything. I know the bike, as and when that breaks, and I can't get a new bike until that breaks because it does everything. But I know the bike I'm having. I've been looking at it. So actually, it's the, the experience someone like me, half the fun of it is the looking at it, research that. That's not the shop for them. And it is, you're dead right. It's the experience that's different here. Mm. And actually, because a lot of people, don't, they just want a bike. Yeah. And if you just want a bike and you've got money, you want it to be a nice bike, you don't really kind of care so much about the mechanics of it. I mean, it's, it's part of it, but you just, there it is. There's a nice bike. These are the people walking past that shop front. And I think that's the stuff that really interests. It's in the middle of a city. It's a bit like, um, I might have mentioned this last month, uh, we've got a place in um, Suffolk and there is a really nice bakery there. And it just, you know, if I was going to set up a really expensive bakery, I would do it somewhere there because you've got a- an area where there are loads of holiday homes. You know, there's a big draw, there's big money that comes in from London there. So actually, if I wanted to sell that kind of stuff, I would do it there because people are on holiday. They spend more on holiday anyway. They like, the, you know, they like to treat themselves. You know, so it's not, it doesn't work necessarily as well in like a, 
kind of urban living area, it will work better in a holiday area. We know they spend more on holiday. They know they spend more on treats, you know, da, 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 the whole experience of it, going to get it in the yeah. morning. And it's there, I suppose, you know, you see the point in all of this is that, you know, where, where actually kind of in physical terms are your customers? And how do you appear there? You know, how, how do you, um, you know, how do you get um, in front of those people? What shows are they at? What places do they go? Where are they on holiday? You know, what... And this is, you know, you, this is where you have to kind of think back into the, you know, the minutiae of your product. It'd be really easy to think about croissants as, oh, it's just, it's just not nice cafe stuff. And that will probably work. But actually, if you can get kind of, you know, somewhere, like I said, where there is loads of money, people are relaxed, they're on holiday, they want to spend more because, you know, that's just the thing. You do spend more. And it's, but it's the same for kind of every single business here. Like, where are these people? How do you appear there? I can remember my old man used to say, if you can travel for business, travel first class, because that's where other big spenders are. If you want the high net worth people, that's where they are. But you get yourself into that world, and it is, it's like that networking thing like that. But I think, you know, also, look, it is where do you appear? When people are talking about, look, where do I place my ads? Where are the sort of people I'm going to? This is, this is a thought process you've got to go to. Because I think, you know, by the very fact that I can't think of any, and I'm sure there will be, any of these other bike shops in cities across the country that I've seen, this is a kind of a bit of a brand new venture. And we'll see if it works, who knows, but it mm -hmm. is that they are putting themselves in a really different spot where they think people that will happily, as shown by this conversation, walking off the street and spend six grand on a bike. Yeah, I don't know, mate, it, it, it just really got me thinking. Mm. Well, yeah, so it is, it is, I mean, yeah, it's not a normal bike shop, is it? So, yeah, I like they're doing something differently and targeting a different a different clientele. And interestingly, sorry to interrupt you, I don't think a normal bike shop would work in that position. No, probably not. Because it wouldn't catch people's eyes. It's just like, it's, that's a different world that they don't necessarily want to be part of, whereas mm. a beautiful, shiny, Apple-esque kind of layout makes a big difference. Yeah, in that shopping centre, it's... It's very much clothing shops, shoe shops, jewelry yeah. shops, John yeah. Lewis, you know, all that type of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, it's not just sort of on your normal high street or industrial estate, which is where you would go typically to go and buy anything bike related. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it is, it's down to where your people are. And I think, you know, people need to kind of really, and I don't know, do you know what? Most of the reasons, when I work with businesses, most of the reason that they're in, they're not making enough. They're not doing what they want to do. Is that they don't have a clear picture of who the perfect target market is. Mm. Like really, kind of crystal clear. You know, knowing everything about them. And this is why most people kind of get stuck. I think. And I think even when you get that fixed, people aren't. People aren't then thinking, well, okay, how do I be seen by them? Mm. And the amount of people that you speak to are kind of a normal networking group and they're like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, you know, it's kind of the CEOs of the big companies. They're like, they're not here. Yeah, no, they're not. I went to an event this week, travelled to London to uh, go to it. So we're in Nottingham now for the for the purposes of the tape. Just travelled to London and it was, there was people just talking about investment and their investment stories and some really big companies and some really good stories were there. If I was looking for investment at that time, that was the room that I needed to be in because there were investors there, there were people listening, there was all startups, that was exactly it. So when sat down, watched the whole event, and then, uh, yeah, I needed to get back. But only really spoke to like one person, had one conversation just as I was leaving. And actually that conversation turned into a huge opportunity just from... Really? 
just being in that room, like it's like, you know, how, what you name, what you do, what's your experience, it's like, oh, we do this, your experience would be perfect. I could have probably had 10 of those conversations. Yeah. Just being in that environment was eye-opening, really. Yeah. And just a reminder, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, if you want to, if that's where your customers are, that you need to go and hunt and find them. And what are they going to be listening to? What are they going to, you yeah. know, what events are they going to be going to? And that was the perfect event for anything like that. Yeah. And, here's, and I think, you know, well, kind of two things, you know, as, as, as a friend of mine that does lots of things, but, you know, kind of coaching, works with people that are, you know, kind of, you know, often it turns out that a lot of the people we work with are quite kind of, fitness conscious they like doing the challenges that sort of thing so he will go and do marathons and triathlons and Ironman and that sort of stuff and he just meets loads of people there and there's a real kind of like-minded thing and he kind of picks up quite a lot of business from those positions and I think people aren't putting the effort in even though they know what to do mm. do you know what I mean they know that actually they will meet higher network network net worth, and again, we always talk about them. It's not necessarily them. But they will meet higher net worth people in the middle of London at these kind of events. Why aren't they paying to go there? Why aren't they taking the ticket down? You know why? You know, and it's yeah. I, I think it's. I think we've got lazy. I do think we've got lazy. I think we've got one dimensional with it. Marketing shouldn't be easy. Most people like to run their business without marketing. I think there is. I think people are trying to spend as little as they can on marketing, which is kind of crazy because that's the thing that actually makes the money. And I'm not yeah. just saying just chuck a load of kind of cash at this, but, you know, we always come back to the financial advisor, kind of relatively local, that he always purports to be, oh, well, I work with high net worth clients. And you look at him and everything looks cheap. And I know it, and that's really unfair, but do you know what I mean? It's just, you think, you know, you know, kind of where he is, how he acts, how he talks, even like what you kind of see on his social media and like, I don't know, it's... Oh, I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of cross in general, <laughs> just kind of grumpy with stuff. You take you take this bike shop an example. You take the you know the um, the expensive bakery down down at the coast as an example. You think that you know where the people are. Yeah, I think with marketing, I think you just you know remind me of like I think it's very easy to make assumptions about people are or or, or or they are not, but a lot of the time it's testing. I mean, you know, just to you know take a step back, right? So. I had a conversation with someone this week. They were looking at spending more money on marketing, which is, I feel is always a good thing in general. But actually, the bottleneck in their business wasn't marketing. It was physically capacity in the business. Yeah. So actually, all the marketing would have done would um, have just slowed them down even more because they couldn't cope with the business that was in. So you know, yeah. that wasn't the right lever to pull. But generally, it is, and people don't spend enough or think about it, or they'll try something and get a negative result and then almost close off that entire channel. Let me give you an example. Oh, yeah, I've tried Google AdWords. It didn't work. Okay, well, that's a very broad yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. statement to make. What did you do? Well, you know, I just set the campaign on auto and let it run for a couple of days, spent 500 quid. It's like, well, you know, like, who were you targeting? Yeah. What websites were you? You know, all of those things. So it's it's very easy. And, you know, I've heard people say, like, and I've said, you know, have you tried targeting with AdWords? Have you tried Facebook ads? Oh, no, I've heard it's really expensive who's told you that this will be the financial advisor who's probably tried it yeah and just switched it on and now he's telling everyone that, that it doesn't work but this stuff does work but you do have to put that care and thought in and a bit of research first and actually the cycle shop is a great example someone would say oh, a cycle shop wouldn't work in a, a shopping center actually yeah a normal cycle shop probably wouldn't but this one it sounds like it is yeah 
So you, you do have to think differently. And we've said, you know, think a lot more before, haven't we? So, yeah, thinking differently and targeting, like, who, who are your customers? And how do you target them all and, and where are they going to be? Yeah, I think, just while you're on that, I think it's, it almost comes down a little bit to taking the risk. I think people are scared of taking the risk. And I get that. I do. Yeah, I absolutely get that. Mm. And I think, you know, we are, you know, people are rightly and, you know, you should be keeping an eye on the money. But every market is so full. All the power is with the consumer. We've said this loads. You have to find a different way of doing this. You've got to look at a different way of doing this. And I think actually one way of doing that is outspending your competition. Now, I don't mean that as actually you are spending a load of cash, but knowing that most people are trying to do this for the cheapest possible way, what if you did it differently? Mm. You know, what if, you know, you wanted to go and meet a load of CEOs. What if you did this in a, you know, you, you got a nice, I know, you, you, I know, you take a box at the rugby, the football, you know, whatever you do, just actually just, just create a high-end event that people want to be at. Oh, exactly, and yeah. And put it in there. And, and it's a gamble. It is a risk because you might not get anyone. But, you know, the bigger gamble is actually keep going day in, day out, day in, day out, going to your local networking group. And again, I'm, I don't get much hate mail, but people do get grumpy when I kind of get grumpy at networking. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. But actually, they're not there. And the bigger gamble here is not the 500 quid that you have to spend on, you know, event and blah, 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 blah. The bigger gamble is week in, week out, week in, week out, going to an event where in your heart of hearts, you know that person's not going to be mm -hmm. and try to build a business that way. Yeah, you've got to be analysing the stuff that you're doing, right? And if you are just turning up to a networking meeting, I mean, you can't just go to a networking meeting and ex expect business on day one. You know, so you've got to try this over a period of time. But if you're going there and actually like, yeah, those people just aren't in the room. If you're looking for CEOs, but you're in there with butchers, bakers and candlestick makers, it's just not going... It, with all the will in the world, you can just keep showing up. It's just not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, where do you find those people? So, how? yeah, how how do people start then? Like, well, where would you start? I think that, you know, every customer you ever need is on someone else's list. Okay. okay. So, so, you know, there's a... Yeah, so, I, I do... I get lots of work... With business coaches, you know, so people that are paying a business coach a lot of money to help, you know, there's only more, you know, kind of, if you want, there's only one reason you get a business coach is that you want your business to move forward. Mm -hmm. There are only two ways a business moves forward. You sort your shit out, you get the stuff and your processes and all that kind of stuff, and then you get more. We can swear on these, you know, you don't have to like. I always get concerned. I don't about know why. Bottom. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> but so anyway, you sort your shit out, yeah, and then you get more. Or better customers. Yeah. Okay. Business coach do that bit. I do this bit. Okay. So I know that if someone's happy to pay their business coach, I don't know, a thousand pounds an hour. Yeah. They're happy to pay my fee. They're in that right kind of area. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. My target market becomes business coaches. That's my version of having a shop front because I know those people are already perfect customers because A, they want something to change and they are serious enough about it that they're happy to pay a good whack for it mm -hmm. okay so that is uh, you know those are two kind of big things for me and i think i'd be saying to people look first of all get absolutely super crystal clear again and again and again and spend time looking at it you know interrogate your best customers interrogate the people that paid you the most for the work you really enjoyed doing and learn and just find out anything that might connect these people together 
So, you know, there might all be a kind of engineering, there might be this, blah, 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 blah. go and find that. And then think, well, look, who else knows them? And this doesn't stop you to go and to find them yourself, but it's way easier if they can be somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, so it may well be actually, look, you know, this, you know, they will, this bike shop will know the demographics in this area, you know, in this shopping place are these kind of people. Great. Okay. That's a big tick for us. Same with the, same with the croissant shop in, uh, <laughs> the what? croissant Sorry. it was it was i mean yeah for the purpose of the tape <laughs> it was the way that the hand expression just i am i'm very french but it's it's the same sort of thing like you know this so i would you know i would really start this by like, who else has these customers who have i got in a non-competitive way who else has these people how can i get in there how do i add value you know i can add real value to the business coach by helping these customers out yeah, you know, and, and you know, because it's it's one and the same thing we're trying to do here. As a starting point for people, I would say, look, once you and again, let's just assume you've got that crystal clear thing, and you should revisit it again and again and again and again. Once you've got that, well, where are they? Who else knows them? Where do they hang out? There was a time CEOs, tops of businesses, paid a lot of golf. Well, okay, go, you know, so, yeah, yeah, go, go into that world. And there's two ways of doing this. You know, route one is to get yourself on other people's golf events and kind of yeah. go in there. But route two is go and set your own golf event up. The thinking here is really important. If you're looking for top level CEOs or whatever it is, don't run your event at the local municipal golf course. Run it to a really nice course. You know, because the thing is, it, it's not just, it's not the playing of golf, it's the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think with all of this kind of stuff, you know, you look at the, you know, look at the bike shop, look at everything, the experience is, you know, if you do want high-end people, the experience is great. You know, similarly, I can think of a um, financial advisor that, um, yeah, he's done very, very well for himself. You know, he, yeah, I mean, he has a high, kind of high net worth, but actually, you know, the bulk of his stuff has become, you know, kind of ordinary man on the street. And he spent, which he works very well, he spent a lot of time in pubs on a Friday lunchtime because the tradesmen were his, that was his meat and drink. Those were the people he really wanted to speak to. And he was just in there at the right time, nice guy, got into conversation. That's where his target market was. And, you know, this is not only kind of a high net worth thing. I don't know why I do this weird thing with my hands. It's not only kind of a high net worth thing. It is, look, where, you know, who are the people and where are they? And then make sure you appear in their world, either in person, you know, via the socials, you know, via, you know, kind of print copy, you know, by kind of direct mail, whatever it is, but go and find those people. So like this financial advisors, all his perfect target customers were already on the pubs list as it were. Yeah. I mean, it just reminded me actually, you know, I used to get, used to get, I haven't been invited them for a while, but you know, there was like, there's some big marketing agencies around here and I used to get invited to their events. Yeah. They put on really good events and speakers, etc., and networking. And of course, you know, like, it's just to get all those people in the room because they get one or two of those people to convert them into clients. Then it's yeah. paid for itself, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's costly and it's time consuming, but if you're inviting and getting the right people in that room, then they're going to think of you first. You just think about it. Like, a friend of mine runs a web agency and he joins as many high-end masterminds as he can. Yeah, so he will go, you know, sit there at kind of a grand, grand and a half a month for these mastermind groups, but he's sat with a load of people that were also paying a grand and a half a month. Mm-hmm. And actually, all of these things forever, it always comes up that actually your web presence needs to be better. Now, they're in it. They're, they're, they're part of this gang. They've got this kind of this, 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 this you know, what mastermind's like, you've got this link, there is a connection between you. 
when someone needs a web guy, where are they going to go? Well, they're going to go to the person sat in the room. You know, so he's got it because he likes it and he likes to learn it as well. But you've got 10 people in that room all paying lots of money yep. for a day. So he can, he's in there. That's his perfect, perfect target market. Where is it for you? What is your version of that high-end mastermind? Because this is where the real money is. This is where the business success is. This is the thing that helps you sleep at night because you know you have easy access to the right people, which is like the most important thing. Once you have that, once you have that, the only thing you kind of got to do is not be a dick. Because mm-hmm. they'll get to know you, they'll get to like you, they'll get to help, you know, kind of know, like, and trust, and a million other different cliches. But it's it, it, it makes it dead easy because you know. I mean, like this guy, like, he, he knows he's going to go to these mastermind events, you know, probably does two or three a month. So it's his, his out there, this is five grand a month. I bet he makes 20 a month back just on those events beyond it. And then he gets passed to the next people and the next people and the next people. And, you know, that referral stuff. And you can all the stuff that we speak about, we're like, okay, once you get a customer, keep them spend me you know, you know I, I, there was a, a brief rant last time but it, this is it you've got to think where are these people okay so i suppose the the long short of it is thinking a bit more outside of the box to where your customers are going to be testing some of those oh god you know it's boring paul just think more you know i don't know if anyone ever thinks where are my perfect target customers mm. who well i don't think most people think who are their perfect target customers, but where are they and then how do I go and find them? And where are they already? Because they're already somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're already somewhere in, you know, I don't know, high-end boutiques, the local pub. The good thing about that is that that's not a sales pitch. You're just having a pint. I would imagine, very occasionally, go to your local pub. I yep. bet you have relationships with those people in there in various different formats that you kind of say hello to or you chat to or this and that and the other. Eventually, the kind of, oh, what do you do comes up. Well, oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, my, I mean, my local pub. Um, it's yeah, it's very close to me. Like, I, I've ended up, I've done like a couple of like DJ nights down there, just from having those conversations. I've never gone in and said, "Oh, do you need a DJ?" It's just we'd be talking about stuff, and then those conversations happen. So yes, yeah, yeah, being in that situation and just talking to different people, I think it's it's always a benefit, isn't it? But you've got to yeah, open yeah. your mouth and. Yeah, conversation always wins. You know, the absolute crucial part is conversations with the right people. So do the work at the start to work out where these right people are. Mm. And then either curate an event, which brings them in, or better still, piggyback an event and go and do that. Go and be in that room. Go and, you know, go down to London. But, you know, just just think about it. Because you might think, oh, well, you know, they'll all be here at this expo. Yeah, but will they be on the floor of walking the expo or are they in the VIP of walking the expo mm. and actually yes you have to pay another hundred quid as opposed to getting in for free to be in the VIP but that's where the people that have got the money or whatever it is that's where they are and I think to wrap this one up I think just think really deeply where are the people where could they be who else knows them and then how do you get in there because once you've got that bit the only bit you've got to do is not be a dick mm. you just talk to people as normal people and, you know, it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, because you and I probably spend, you know, time in various different guises in various different rooms. And everyone is exactly the same. But some people will have, you know, a grand to spend on a watch. And some people have a tenner to spend on a watch. Well, look, that's fine. Just choose which of those, where you want to be and, and, and just be in there. But again, it just comes back to putting some thought into it. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up that Let's one. Let's wrap it up. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us in the studio. And we'll be back for another episode soon. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.
We'll be back next week for another edition of the Throb Podcast. If you want to find out more, you can find me at paulchapmanuk.com. And you can find me, Bertie, at bertiecord.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye.